Good morning, my name is Umberto Mucci. This is with Italian News, a podcast regarding Italy during coronavirus times. Today is uh, Monday, July 27, and this is the last week of with Italian News before the summer break in August. Luckily, at the moment, I can continue to start these videos by telling you that the situation of the contagion in Italy is quite under control. The number of daily deaths has dropped in Italy for now, and since three days in Lombardy, there are no new deaths, and this is a great result. The RT index, which represents the risk of contagion, is above one in six regions, Veneto, Emilia-Romagna, Piedmont, Liguria, Lazio, and Lombardy, but it does not worry, and in Calabria, Molise, and Puglia, the index is at zero. In May and June in Italy, there have been fewer deaths than the average of the same months in the five-year period 2015-2019. Actually, we are now the European country with the best numbers at all. For example, yesterday Great Britain stated that all those who return to Sp from Spain, where the contagion has risen, will have to do 14 days of quarantine. And there is hope that this may push British tourists to choose to come to Italy, which is certainly more disorganized than Spain, but much more beautiful. Just think that the British spent 18 billion euros on tourism in 2019 in Spain and only 3.8 billion in Italy. We would really need them to come and see the beauties of Italy, waiting to welcome back the Americans and the other who, who cannot enter at the moment. Perhaps the most important news is that the president of the Italian company that is collaborating with the University of Oxford on the vaccine that at the moment is ahead of all others in the world, now at phase three with the test of on 10,000 people, yesterday said that if all goes well, it is expected that at the end of September large-scale production can start, which will bring the available doses in Italian pharmacies in January 2021. Italy has signed an agreement that provides for a prefer preferential lane for our country in the distribution of this vaccine. You probably followed the story of the bridge of Genoa in Liguria, which collapsed two years ago and had become a symbol of Italy that wants to start again, because it was rebuilt very quickly thanks to a series of steps that have eliminated bureaucracy and thanks to the excellence in this field of Italian companies, which build wonderful infrastructures all over the world. The new bridge in Genoa, which will be called Ponte Genoa San Giorgio, will be inaugurated on August 3. On July 31, to honor this moment, the concert is scheduled at the Carlo Felice Theatre, the Theatre of Genoa, which, we remind you, by the way, is the city where Christopher Columbus was born. And it is there that will be played for the first time the last unreleased work by the maestro Ennio Morricone, who died a few days ago. A piece composed at the request of the city of Genoa just to remember all the people who lost their lives when the bridge broke in August 2018. A lot of money will come from Europe, but one of the conditions for it to arrive is the reform of public administration, that is to make Italian bureaucracy efficient. This is something I often talk about in my video. In the ranking of European countries for ease of doing business, today in four countries things are worse than Italy, while there are 23 countries where it is easier doing business than in Italy. There are six problems to solve. The first problem is to simplify authorizations. Today, those who have to open a bar in Italy need 72 authorizations, 65 a hairdresser, 86 a mechanic. The problem is that it is the public administrations themselves who decide what to simplify, but no office wants to reduce their competencies and politics has never had the courage to intervene. The second problem is to reduce the number of contracting authorities. It would be useful to have only one contracting station in each region and a central one in Rome for large contracts and tenders from state administrations, as works are often slowed down by small municipalities that do not have competent staff and adequate structures to manage tenders. The third problem is to bring the technicians back to the offices and reward the staff with money and promotions based on merit, 
and not on favoritism or automatism. The fourth problem is to block those who always and only say no. An example, in 2001, the Florence Waste Plan foresaw the construction of a waste-to-energy plant. It took 15 years to decide where to build it, define its size, call for tenders, the project guidelines, environmental authorizations. When everything was ready, the appeal studied at the two levels of administrative justice, which in March of this year decided that it should not be done. So the waste will burn somewhere else, and Florence lost 15 years and a lot of money. It is indicative of a sick system where even strategic works are blocked, both by citizens' committees, not immediately involved in worse impact, and by municipalities for purely electoral reasons. The fifth problem is that of not hindering those who act. The times of the practices are getting longer because the bureaucrats are afraid to put a signal in the fear of taking responsibility and being sued. Those who put their signature risk being penalized. The sixth problem is that of rationalizing the competencies. In environmental matters, for instance, for instance, the competencies are divided between four ministries, 20 regions, 110 provinces, over 8,000 municipalities, and thousands of other local and national environmental institutions. It's crazy. For the first time in the world, a few days ago in Bologna, Emilia Romagna, a small portion of the liver was transplanted in, plus, in place of the spleen, i.e. in a different location from the natural one, to allow a patient to fight a cancer that had reappeared and was no longer operable. When the liver portion had grown suffic sufficiently to perform its function on its own, the original liver with metastasis was removed. This made it possible to treat the tumor and perform the liver transplant. It's the first time in the world. The patient, a 40-year-old man from Naples, is now well and leads a normal life without limitations. Once again, Italy is first in the world thanks to the union of genius in finding a solution never seen before and talent in putting it into practice. It's so for now, it's so for today. I'll see you on Wednesday. Please, once again, I'm continuing to say it. Please stay safe, stay healthy. Do not underestimate the virus and protect yourselves. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italian News. Ciao from Rome.